Welcome to episode 10 of The Backhand. So like I told you in episode 9, this episode is going to be a big, big episode. If you weren't able to tell by the title of it. Yeah. Um, it was a, uh, a pretty big hit here. But if you didn't just look and you just tapped on episode 10, then you'll see what it is. Right. But um, it was actually pretty long because we had to split it up into two parts. That's not why it's long. It would have been the same length whether or not we kept it as one, but we had to upload it as two different segments. But they're back-to-back, so it should sound pretty seamless. But what are we talking about? What did you do? What is this episode? You got to interview who? Two-time Stanley Cup champion. Brooks Orpik. Who? was very generous with his time. He gave us like 40 minutes. Yes. You asked him a solid, solid selection of questions. He answered all of them. Had some Ugh. good insight. Had some good stuff. Little tidbits. What are I... Like tidbits or like little nuggets of things. Like, uh, you know, it, it was good. I thought it was good. You had a yeah. good time? Uh-huh. It was cool. Because we did it yesterday, which was Wednesday. Because in our district, in our town, we don't have... Class on Wednesday for Nolan. It's Wellness. Wellness Wednesday. Wednesday. So his wellness was spent interviewing a former NHL uh-huh. two-time Stanley Cup champion and one-time NCAA champion. What do um, you mean NCAA? Oh, college basketball. hockey yes, champion. Yes, yes, yes. Um, for some reason, those three, those four letters sound like a basketball thing. Well, NCA March Madness is a thing too, but the NCA. NCA, yeah, that's probably what I got. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's all sports. All college sports are NCA. Okay. I think most sports. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was a pretty cool uh, experience for you, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, very, um, very talkative. Tonight. I know, but I'm tired. I know everybody's exhausted. Um, so yeah, so gonna get right into it i guess we really don't got a lot to talk about it's been no not really it seems like a month since the last episode um, i don't think we're gonna have any questions from our fans because um we didn't really get any and we're just tired tired but um that doesn't mean this, this isn't gonna be a good episode because the next i don't know well, the- 35 minutes or so is a is a pretty good interview with yep. with a pretty good dude he was a uh he, Down to earth, dude. He had some some good stuff, you know, to uh, to share. And uh, I mean, he talked about staying humble, right? Like not thinking you're ever too good. Um, uh-huh. You know that the arguably the best player in the league, who you'll find out in the interview, um, yeah. was also the hardest working player he's ever played with. There's also one thing Nolan can do that he cannot do. Or he yeah. doesn't do. And uh, he talked about a few things. The last question uh, you had was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And you'll get to that later on. But uh, Wait, the last question? And we there raced, were so many questions. Yeah, there was I a lot. Remember. I think there was like 20-something questions you yeah. asked him. Um, and, uh, yeah. So here it is. Knowles, you want to introduce it? So, um... So what do you mean by introduce it? Like what we're going to do right now. Okay, so we are going to... We're going to... We're going to introduce the interview with Nolan and Brooks Orpik. Yeah. That's what we're... That's what we're... How about whispering some questions? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, do I read that? Do I read that? No, no, no. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, 
Um, yeah, but Nolan's still been ripping around on his rollerblades. Uh-huh. Um, it's this weather. It's like it's like winter weather, though. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't think it's got above fifty degrees in the last three or four days. Right. We've been. I mean, but, one, Tuesday was a rainy day. We watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh-huh, but um, on that was a good movie. On the ten day forecast, I saw that it was supposed to be like sixty two on a day. Oh, a day. <laughs> I, well, I, know I look forward to that day that it's sixty two degrees. <laughs> um, yeah. But so it's gonna be partly cloudy, I think. Yeah, whatever. They don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. But anyway, here's a uh, a good lengthy interview with uh-huh. uh with Brooks Orpic. Yep. So hope you enjoy. Anything else, Knowles, before we get into it? Um, no. All right. Man, a few words. Enjoy the interview. Thanks for talking some time out of your quarantine and letting me interview. I'm going to do a little introduction and then start asking you some questions. Is that okay? Sounds <laughs> Last week, I was re-watching the 2018 Stanley Cup Finals during breakfast and saw you score in Game 2 and then made a really nice pass to DSP in Game 5. This is so cool, getting to interview a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Once with my favorite team, the Caps, the other with the Penguins. Thanks for joining me on the backhand, Mr. Brooks Orbic. <laughs> You're very welcome, thank Thanks for having me. Where did you grow up and how old were you when you started playing hockey? Do you have any siblings? Good question. Um, I was actually born in California, uh, just a little bit north of San Francisco. And my, uh, my dad worked in the baseball industry. Uh, and then he actually switched over um, and started working for Bauer Hockey. So we moved to uh, a town called Amherst, which is a little bit outside of Buffalo, New York. Um, and there was, no, there was no real hockey in California um, when I was out there. This was in the, the early 80s. This is before the Sharks or the Ducks were out there. It was just the Kings, but that was pretty far from us. So um, I didn't even know what hockey was, to be honest with you. I was, I think I was five years old, um, and I actually went to a, yeah, an exhibition game uh, at the Cow Palace out in San Jose. And it was actually, ironically, it was actually the Washington Capitals and the Minnesota North Stars. So the first hockey game I ever saw was the Washington Capitals. Um, and then we moved to Buffalo, New York, I believe in 1987. So I was seven years old. Um, I started skating, I think I started skating at seven or eight. And then I started playing hockey at nine, I believe. So I got a little bit of a later start compared to most kids. Um, and then your other question, I do, I have a younger brother who, Andrew, who is six years younger than me. Um, he was, uh, he played hockey at Boston College as well. Uh, and he lives in Boston now and does, uh, he's got a real estate job. Yeah, he started, you started, he started like when he was about seven too. So he was yeah. like. Probably about the same. He's got some to work on, yeah. but yeah. Um, did you play any other sports besides hockey when you were a kid? 
I did. I played um, I played baseball and lacrosse, um, and I think even all the way through high school. Um, I think I always had it in my head, especially growing up in California. Um, I think I liked baseball a little bit more than hockey growing up. Um, and then once I got to high school, I think it was I think it was my second year of high school. I had to skip. Um, I had to make a decision because I had a hockey tournament and a baseball game same weekend um and i chose to go to the ho- hockey uh hockey tournament and the baseball coach didn't like that so um that was kind of the end of my baseball career so i stopped playing baseball there and focusing on um on hockey but yeah it was uh baseball hockey and lacrosse um even now i think i still watch more baseball than hockey um but i was i think i made the right decision i think i was better at hockey than i was at baseball you think um, you think you made the right decision? Yeah. <laughs> I play soccer, but, well, I played soccer and baseball, but I didn't really like baseball so much, so I just went with soccer and hockey. Yeah, baseball's a little bit slower. It's definitely not for everybody, um, but soccer's definitely good. It, it teaches you a lot of skills that um, carry over to hockey. That's why you see a lot of European guys, especially, that are that are good soccer players and um, you can see a lot of, a lot of different skills that carry over to hockey. Yeah. A little part of me died when he said he didn't want to play baseball. I grew up playing baseball in college and I played independent ball and he's like, I don't want to do it this year. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> not a big deal. I mean, I'm not, I, we didn't pressure him to do anything. He just, you know, it's uh, whatever he no, wants to do. Seems to be fading a little bit younger generations, but yeah, well, I mean, they had it. It was play. Yeah, it was player pitch, and none of the kids had pitch, and it was like ball. It was like major league, you know, ball, ball four, ball eight, ball twelve, and it was just it was hard to watch. <laughs> Who was your favorite player and team growing up? That's a good question. Um, well, I was growing up in Buffalo, so I followed the Buffalo Sabers a lot. Um, in terms of who is my favorite player, that's a good question. Um, and it probably changed a little bit as I got older. Um, when I was younger, it was I'm a defenseman, so it's actually kind of weird because it was a forward. Uh, and it was a guy by the name of Adam Graves who played for – he started in Edmonton and then the um, majority of his career was with the Rangers. Um, and I actually met him when I was younger um, uh, through my dad's job when he was working for Bauer. Uh, and he was a super nice guy. He actually still works for the New York Rangers now. Um, and then when I got a little bit older, I started watching more defensemen play. Um, Scott Stevens was a guy that um, probably became my, my favorite player. Um, I like Ovi, and I like to play defense. So kind of in the same you know, boat. Yeah, so defenseman and you like a forward. That's okay. He's a fun guy. Not Sid? What about Sid? Crosby. I don't like him. No love for Sid? (laughs) No, he played with both of them. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Were there any drills you had a hard time with when you were younger? I had a hard time stopping on my left foot. Stopping on your left foot, yeah, I would say stopping and crossing over one way is definitely harder. Um, in 
believe it or not, I think even even when you get to be at the professional level, you you can do both, but one side always feels a little more natural to you. Yeah. Um, um, for me, it was always crossing over to my left was always easier than crossing over to my right. Um, and then you can get better at it, but it, it, it's kind of like you always feel better shooting on one side or playing baseball. You always feel better hitting on one side, but you can, you can do both. But one side always feels a little more natural. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, probably, I'd say probably the same thing, probably stopping one way or crossing over one way was, was, uh, was always a little more challenging. Yeah, it's hard because I'm used to yeah. my right yeah. feet or foot. Yeah. <laughs> right foot dominant, you know? So it's, I mean, he's only but been playing for le- two years. But so. I'm a lefty when I shoot. Right, right. You're a lefty when you shoot, which I was like, are you sure you're a lefty? Yeah. <laughs> he sticks with it, so he's a lefty. <laughs> you got to remember, right? Like, it's, it's easy to practice the things you're good at. Um, but it's probably more important that you practice the things you're not good at. It's not as fun because you're not as good at them, but that's how you get better. Yeah. Um, when did you know you were better than everyone, and when did you realize you were going to be in the NHL? <sighs> well, I don't think you always – well, <laughs> I think a you question. To where you have a chance in the NHL, you know. Um, I don't think you ever – once you get the mindset that you're better than everyone else, you get humbled pretty quickly um, because every level that you move up, um, guys keep getting better and better. Um, and that's why I think I'm trying to think probably from the age I was 13 or 14, I think I always played up a level. Um, so I was always playing against older kids. So I don't think I was ever better than them, but it, it kind of pushed me to kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone. And it, it makes you a little bit better. Um, even when those guys are probably physically a lot bigger and stronger than you. Um, but I think once I got to high school, I think that's where, and I was pretty small in my first year of high school. And then I grew a lot after my freshman year. Um, and then, so um, I started catching up to other kids um, size wise. Um, but I don't know, I'd say probably like my junior year of high school. I think when I got to about there, that's where I thought maybe I had a good chance of maybe someday playing professionally. Mm-hmm. I loved watching the rivalry, the rivalry series between the USA and Canada women's hockey. You have two daughters. Were all of you wait? Were all of you as excited to watch those games as I was? And do they play hockey? Do they play hockey? Good question. Um, so my daughters just had birthdays. They're five and three, and they um, they love watching hockey, but they haven't had any interest in playing hockey yet. So um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see if that changes over time. Right now, my older daughter um, is really into soccer and lacrosse at this point. So, okay. Um, but I don't know. We'll see that. We'll see maybe the next couple of years. Um, I'll keep trying and seeing if she has any interest in skating or playing hockey. But, um, but I actually, like, I really enjoy watching the, the women's hockey, um, especially uh, the college I went to, Boston College, has a really good women's program. Uh, um, so I enjoy watching them. And then um, I actually brought my daughters up to watch a couple of the games. So 
so they're around it. Um, so maybe if they watch it more, they'll get hooked on it and, and maybe want to try it out. Yeah. So he had half his team this year. Uh, he was on mites this year for travel might be. And, uh, he, I think they had like five or six girls out of the 11 kids on his team were girls and they were, they've been playing together since they were young, you know? Um, so it was cool. I think girls listen a little better than the boys, you know? So they kind of get it and the boys try and follow yeah. them. I've been told by my friends that it's a lot to coach them because they listen better. But, um, but yeah, no, it's crazy. Cause I remember back, even when I was in college, I mean, women's hockey was kind of just getting off the ground. That's back. I think that was the 98 Olympic team is when the women won the, the gold medal in, in Japan. That's kind of where it really took off in, in the, in the U S um, and now it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And you just look at like all the, it's amazing how many college programs have, have division one programs now. Yeah. We go to a lot of games because my wife used to work in uh, advising and she women's hockey was one of the teams. So he would go and skate with the team after the games and stuff. And it was pretty cool. He loved it. So. Yeah, I think UConn actually beat – I think they beat BC in the, the playoffs this year, the women's. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure they beat them, though. Okay. I'm a UConn hockey fan, and my mom worked there. She said UConn – wait. She said the UConn coach used to be at Boston College. Did you play for Coach – Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh when Kavanaugh. you were there. I did. Mike Kavanaugh. He, um, so I went to, I went to prep school in the Boston area. Um, and I met Cav my junior year. Um, he was kind of in charge. He, he was kind of the lead recruiter, um, at Boston college. He's a very, very nice, likable guy. Um, he's kind of the guy that, uh, brought me in on my first visit, uh, to show me the, um, the school and the facilities. And, um, I think, I think he was probably a major reason why a lot of the good recruits we got went there. Uh, he did a really good job there. Um, and then he, I had him all three years. I was at BC and I think he left BC two years after me and got the head job in, um, at UConn. And then one of my really good friends, Brendan Buckley was also the assistant coach there for, uh, I think for three or four years. And now he's, a, he's an assistant coach at Boston college now. Um, but yeah, Cavs, uh, Really nice guy and definitely one of the major reasons why I went to Boston College. Um, I had to pick an odd number because of my birth year. So I picked number 43 for Tom Wilson. Why did you pick number 44? Why did I pick 44? You know what? I actually didn't pick 44. I was, um, I was number four in college. And I actually didn't get to pick that number either. I was just given that number. Um, when I was in college, nobody was allowed to have a number over 30. Um, and the goalies had to be number one and number 30. So uh, when I got there, I think there was only three kids in my, my class. So there's a very small group of numbers you could choose from. Uh, um, and like I said, I didn't even, I got there and that was just given to me. So um, as a freshman, you didn't really want to, argue with that or cause a problem. So I just took that. And then when I got to the professional level, when I got to Pittsburgh, I believe I'm trying to think who the guy was. It was either a guy, I think it was Jamie Pusher, I think was his name had number four and he was an older guy. So I got there, there was no number four available. Um, and again, I didn't get to choose. Uh, so the equipment trainer just 
Um, because four wasn't available, he just gave me 44. Uh, assumed that would be okay. So um, that's what I got and that's what I stuck with. Um, but growing up, I was always either number seven or number nine. Um, and then once I got to professional, that was, uh, I was 44. I was actually, if you can go back and find any old hockey cards or pictures, my first, the first year I got called up, um, to Pittsburgh, I actually wore number 29 for, I think six games before I, I went over to 44 and that was same thing. That was just, I got called up, we were on the road, so they didn't have any extra jerseys. So I just, they just gave me whatever they had with them. It happened to be number 29. Okay. So, next question. So you have won three championships. One at Boston College, one with the Penguins, and of course one with the Capitals. Which one was the coolest and how awesome was it to be in Washington after winning the, their first ever Stanley Cup in 2018? Wow. Um, this is always a hard, hard question. Um, the college one obviously isn't as big or as significant as the Stanley cup, but I think the group of guys that I played with there, I'm pro probably still better friends with the guys on that team than, um, the guys on the penguins or the capitals. I'm still friends with those guys, but not as good friends. Uh, cause when you're in college, you live with those guys and, um, probably a little bit closer with those guys. But then I always get asked between the Washington and Pittsburgh one and people assume Pittsburgh because it's your first one and that one's more special. But I think it's, I think it was the opposite for me. I think because I think when you're younger, especially when you're on a good team, you think it's going to be easy after you do it the first time you think it's going to happen again. And then when I was in Pittsburgh. It didn't happen again while I was there. So I think the second time you win it, I think you, you realize how hard it is and you appreciate it a lot a lot more. Um, we had a fun group both places, but I think the, the group we had in Washington was probably a little more fun and the parade route was a little more, um, a little more scenic in Washington DC than it was in downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was, that's what kind of got him hooked on hockey was the Stanley back playoffs because we kept watching and you guys kept winning. Like, he wasn't watching Vegas play at 10 o'clock at night. He was six. So, it was like, you guys kept winning. He kept playing. And, you know, that's how he started off. He was a bandwagon fan, you know. So, it's like, you guys just happened to keep going and going and going. And then he was like, oh, man, this is great. And then he was, like, all yeah. in on the caps. Yeah, that was a fun team, though. There, there was, like, a lot of a lot of real, like, likable, enjoyable guys on that team that were, like, we had a lot of fun. Like, it was um, probably – Probably had too much fun at times the previous years. That's probably why we didn't <laughs> win until we won. But um, I think we finally we finally got to the point where we realized that fine line of having fun but knowing where to draw the line. And um, but it was it was it probably wasn't the most talented team I've been on, but probably the best best team in, in terms of guys fitting into their roles and um, guys really enjoying each other. Right. <laughs> I have a teammate named Brennan. We call ourselves the Goon Squad. Did you have any teammates you had a nickname with? Teammates that I have nicknames with? Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. 
we had a lot of we had a lot of guys that had nicknames on our um trying to think oh there you are got you back um i'm trying to think who uh who whose nickname do you want to know we had a lot of guys on that team well, he, he he was asking like uh because he's got his girl on his, his team they're twins Bryn and brooke and Bryn, they they just dubbed themselves the goon squad so he's i think the question he was wanting to know is if there was there any particular player you guys had a nickname with like yeah. you had a nickname with I don't know if we did. I don't think we did. Everybody yeah. had a nickname, but I don't think anybody had a nickname that kind of went with with anybody else, though. Right. Do you want to know who anybody's nickname? Um, I want to know. Ask him, not me. I'm thinking. We'll move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite hockey movie? Mine is probably Miracle. It is true. Wait. Is it true that you were named after USA coach Herb Brooks? Yeah, good question. I, I think my well, I think my favorite hockey movie is probably Slapshot. Um, I don't know if you've been allowed to watch that, but um, not yet. Miracle is a good Miracle is a great movie, um, and that is true. Yeah, Herb Brooks. Um, that was before I knew it. Uh, obviously, we were living. in California at the time and my mom is from California so she wasn't a huge hockey fan and um but I was born in 1980 uh I was born in September and that was in February I believe um when they won and then Herb Brooks yeah he was a he was the head coach and then so my dad is from Boston he was a hockey fan so he he wanted to to name me after Herb Brooks um and my mom my mom agreed to it but said you could name him Brooks, but not Herb. She didn't like the name Herb, so she she settled on Brooks. Um, so yeah, I was named after him, and then a really really cool thing too. Like I, I didn't really think much of it growing up, um, and then when I was drafted in two thousand by Pittsburgh, Herb Brooks actually worked for the Penguins at the time. Uh, so when I got drafted, I went down um, to their draft table. At, uh, after going on stage and then actually met, met her Brooks. Um, and then my first two years of pro her Brooks was, um, he was the head of player development for Pittsburgh. So I actually got to spend quite a bit of time with him, which was pretty cool. Cause he had, he had a lot of great stories. <laughs> who was the best player you ever played against or with and who was the toughest? Who was the toughest? Um, the best player I've ever played with or against. Um, you know, I, I played with Mario Lemieux for a little bit. Um, that was towards the end of his career. Uh, I never played against Wayne Gretzky. He, he was out of the league already. Uh, so I'd probably say Mario Lemieux was probably the best guy I've ever played with. Um, Sidney Crosby uh, is probably the hardest working player I've ever played with. And the most talented guy I ever played with was a guy named Alex Kovalev, a uh, Russian guy. I don't think I've ever heard of that name. You look him up later. You can look him up. He's got some great YouTube videos. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, where are we going here? We're going down. Do you have time for a few more questions? I do. Okay. Let's see. 
Did you have any game day super superstitions? Superstitions. Superstitions. You know what? I was I was probably one of the only guys on our team that didn't have a lot. We we had a lot of really superstitious guys. Um, I probably I, I had a routine, like something that I probably did, just because it it's just kind of what I did on game days. Um, but like it wasn't something that I had to do. Um, like I could easily. Um, do something differently and it wouldn't affect me uh, where other guys, you know, like they had to do certain things, but, um, but I always kind of ate the same meal and um, a lot of guys nap on game days. I, I, I didn't ever sleep, really sleep unless we, unless we played the night before and had tough travel. But um, so, yeah, I, I was probably one of the least superstitious guys, but I always kind of did similar things, just kind of, just kind of by, by a pattern or nature. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite arena to play in? Favorite arena. Favorite arena to play in was Madison Square Garden in New York. Um, I think just because it was in New York City and it was um, the atmosphere that was in the, the arena. It was because uh, well, it's been redone over now a little bit, so it's a little bit nicer. But but early on, it was it definitely wasn't the nicest arena, but it was the most fun to play at just because of the atmosphere and, uh, and the crowd. The only NHL game I've ever been to, you actually played in. Last season, I went to the Coliseum to watch you and the Caps play the Islanders. You guys won 3-1. to one. Do you remember that the third goal of that game? <laughs> oh boy, the Islanders. Yeah. Um, now, I, offhand, I don't remember it, but I do... Um... <laughs> That was another fun, fun building to play in. Uh, we actually got to play there in the playoffs. I actually played there a couple times, one with Washington and one with Pittsburgh, but it was always, it was always a really tough building to play in too, as a, as a visitor. Yeah, we, I, I grew up in Long Island, so I used to go, you know, we call it the mausoleum because it was just a dump, you know, but it was a tough, you know, it was a cool place to see a game because there's no bad seat. And then they switched to Barclays oh. and were up in arms about, you know, how bad it was to see a game there and, but yeah, we went, you know, they redid it, but it was like lipstick on a pig, really. It's just they put stuff on like the outside and it's still a one concourse arena, really. But yeah, it's a cool place, man. It's yeah, like, they redid the locker rooms. Like, the locker rooms definitely were a lot better. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, but yeah, that's, that, that one's tough to really, really upgrade. It kind of is what it is. Right. Like, hopefully, a new one in Belmont comes soon. Yeah, so that third, he wants me to explain the third goal. It was, uh, I think Bailey had it, and the Islanders were, uh, Grice, I think, was skating off, and he flipped it back to his own net. Oh, she got credit for it, but it was an own goal. Um, oh, yeah. And he was like, you couldn't believe it happened. <laughs> yeah, he, was like, yeah. Yeah, he was like, because yeah. you guys are down one nothing after two periods. That's always kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Capitals did goal horns for each player this season. What would your what would your goal song be, and what's your favorite song? Well, good question. I, I did notice they did that this year. Um, it's kind of like baseball because guys <laughs> always have walk up music. Um, you know what? I never really thought about that. 
um, what mine would be. Um, my favorite artist is Eddie Vedder, so it would probably be somebody, oh, damn. something from either him or his group, Pearl Jam. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what song specifically offhand. There you go. My dad's friend is a Penguins fan and told me to ask about free candy. I don't care. <laughs> Jeez, I don't, you know, man, that was a long time ago. Um, actually, I think you still have a shirt that some fan gave me that, that said that on it. Um, man, that was a long time ago. You know what? I don't know how that started. I think somebody had a blog, um, and then it, it, it was something along the lines of that it had something to do with um with with hitting and body checks um i actually never got to meet the guys that that ran the blog i heard there there were three two or three pretty funny guys but um they actually sent me a t-shirt uh through one of our equipment managers that was friends with them um but the actual meaning of it the, like i don't know they, I, they always had really funny t-shirts and slogans and stuff but that was um that was, I'm trying to think when, that was like 2008, I think, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, what have you been doing at home since the coronavirus? Any new hobbies? New hobbies. You know what? Uh, we actually have a, we have a puppy. So I've, I've been walking our puppy a ton. Um, we live on a farm down here, so we actually have a lot of land. So I've been doing a lot of stuff on um, on our property that I, I never really get a chance to do or kind of put off. Um, and then we I try to get, get the girls outside as much as possible, but it's actually been pretty uh, – we've had a couple warm days, but it's actually been pretty cold and windy up here for the most part. So, um, But, yeah, no, I don't know. I've got, I got a little gym here um, and a treadmill, so I can still work out and stay in pretty good shape. And then – um, we got the beach, we got the beach right down the street. So I try to get the dog down to the beach a couple times every day. Um, I got new rollerblades for my birthday and I've been rollerblading a lot. Nice. I can't give you, I can't give you many tips on those cause I never had rollerblades, but I feel <laughs> guys, um, I just saw a picture. I think it was two Czech guys, Michael Kempney and Jacob Vrana, um, that played for the Capitals. They just got new ones from Bauer. Um, and they're actually back home in, in the Czech Republic, but that's what they've been doing to, to keep in shape, they said. Um, so maybe I got, I got to get a pair. I don't know. But our driveway isn't paved, so it might, be, might not be very good uh, for the rollerblades. Yeah, ours is a hill that goes towards the house, and we live – like the road is – we live at the top of a hill, so he kind of like – he was wearing my wife's, which were two, like a size nine, and he's like a three. So he, but he was whipping around at him, and I was like, "All right." And his birthday was last week, so we were like, "All right, let's get him a pair." Yeah. Do you still play hockey since you've retired? Uh, you know what? I haven't really played it at all. Um, actually, I, I still work for the Capitol. They do player development, so I go on the ice with a lot of their younger guys. Uh, so I still go on the ice with them. And then, uh, once or twice a week, I go up to Boston college and help out with the guys there. So I, I go on the ice and I still do stuff with guys. Um, once in a while, we'll get like a little like three on three game going, but it's not nothing 
nothing too crazy. Um, but I, I don't play any like like competitive or any like men's league stuff like that. I don't I don't think I'll ever do that anymore. Um, probably just uh, like I said, if I'm coaching and they have like little games going on, I might jump in those. But um, I think I got all the hockey out of me that I needed. Yeah, a long career. It's a good. It's a good. Uh... Long. I mean, what were you? Eighteen years? Seventeen years? Yeah, seventeen, I think. And then uh, a lot of miles on the body. So yeah, yeah do some takes, other things. Takes its toll. Easier on it. I think we got the last question here, Nels. It is the last question. Because <laughs> nice, I'm down to four percent on the iPad. <laughs> what do you miss most about playing in the NHL? What do I miss most? Um, I think there's a few things. I think the competition. Um, I think anyone that plays at that level, I think you, I think just competing, whether it's in games or practice, um, it's just fun competing against guys, especially guys that are that are that good. Um, and then I think the other two things, I think just being around the guys, um, you're around those guys probably more than you're around your family. So you become you become super super good friends with a lot of the guys. Um, most of the guys in Washington, I still talk to quite a bit. Um, and then the third thing I think is, especially professionally, um, I think one of the best things is that hockey, um, it allows you to see a lot of cool, cool cities and countries, um, that you normally probably wouldn't see. Uh, so the travel, it's funny because people would always ask me some of the best and worst things. And I think the travel, um, um, especially when you're younger is one of the best things, but then when you have a family, especially with kids, sometimes it's the worst cause then you, you're away from your kids a lot. But, um, but that being said, you still get to see a lot of great, great cities. Um, it's a lot of fun going to different cities and different countries. Um, so that's, those are probably the three biggest things I would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this, this was so cool. Thanks so much for coming on my podcast and letting me ask you some questions. I still can't believe this just happened. Thanks again. Stay healthy and don't forget to wash your hands. <laughs> thanks a lot. That's good advice, especially right now. So thanks for having me on and um, good, luck with, uh, good luck with your hockey. Hopefully you can get back on the ice pretty soon here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate the time. Thanks good. so much. No problem, guys. You're welcome. All right. See ya. Bye. And now it's time for the goal card of the week. Um, since we just interviewed Brooks Orpik, um, he won the Stanley Cup for the, with the Capitals in 2018. So we decided that we're, even though we did the Capitals goal horn last week, we decided that we were going to do the 2018 Stanley Cup Finals Capitals goal horn because he won the Stanley Cup with the Caps in 2018. So it's a little uh, homage to <laughs> Brooks Orpik in memory of the 2018 Stanley Cup yeah. champs. Mm -hmm. So the song is... Takes us back... What? Combative. Come. Oh. Takes us back. What are you talking about? This kid's losing his mind. Okay, the song um, is. Combative by CFO Dollar Sign.
whatever that means. <laughs> but it's a good song. This is uh yep. I remember listening to this a lot. You were just listening. We were just watching some highlights from a few years ago and we heard it a few times and uh mm-hmm. it's a good song. Yeah, I like they, it. They don't have it anymore. Well, I mean, there wasn't playoffs this year. Maybe they would have had it if it were in the Stanley Cup again. But uh, as of now, there's there's a pl- actually I heard news today that or yesterday that they might try and resume it in July at like four or five arenas with no fans, like all the games. It would be like three games a day at each arena, which would be pretty crazy. I was gonna ask you, do you know which arenas? But you're probably gonna say no. I don't know. I just saw a headline and uh, thought it was pretty exciting, and remember, forgot to tell you today. But just you remember now. So I did tell you. No, you didn't. Day we're going to be in. So anyway, here is Combative by CFO Dollar Sign. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the 2018 Stanley Cup Finals goal horn for the Washington Capitals. Enjoy it. Outside for cats trivia. So this week, I just actually found this out uh, yesterday night, um, which is also last night. Before you went to bed or after? Before, before I went to bed, I I didn't dream about it. <laughs> um, after you interviewed Brooks, um, I did some research on the caps and trivia and stuff because we needed a question. Yeah, and. The question is, who is the all-time NHL leader in hits in the playoffs? In the playoffs. Kind of fitting. Yeah, kind of. Well, I don't even know. You don't even know know what that means. Yeah, (laughs) I I don't even know. So the all-time NHL leader in hits in the postseason. Let's see. Let's see. Familiar name, maybe. Yeah. It's he has four hundred and ninety nine hits oh. in his playoff career. <laughs> All he needs is one more hit to make five hundred. All he would need was one more. What do you think? Do you have a guess? You said it's kind of fitting in, so I'm just gonna guess Brooks Weber because we interviewed him. That's right. That's right. Yay. You got it. Free candy, right? Free candy. You don't um, heard about that. Yeah. Or you, you already. You already heard about it. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna wrap this episode. Um, it might be long. Well, it probably will be long. Because... Well, they've already listened to ninety five percent of it because this is at the end. Uh, but it was a cool interview. It was uh, a good experience, and we're very thankful for uh, the time he gave us for the interview. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, man, it was cool, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You were pretty excited. You peed like five times. <laughs> like leading up to it. We were having some technical issues on the uh, on the old, go. I know. On the old Zoom. Um, and uh, yeah, Nolan peed scratchy? a few times before in like the previous five minutes before we started interviewing. <laughs> so it's a little, little, he's a little excited just to put it lightly. Um, so yeah, there you have it. You got anything you want to say? Um, uh, no. Still in quarantine? Yeah. Coronavirus shutting everything down. Um, wash your hands. All right. See you guys in a week. Bye.